0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and a big hello to all of my wizards and planeswalkers throughout the multiverse. Thank you for joining me once more on this ride known as Draft and Draft. My name is Corey, your limited lore master. Joining me as always, the bear with quite the plan that is willing to best you at every particular moment. Yes, I said particular moments. His name is Borok. What's up, buddy? Yeah, Borok, it's it's been a busy last few weeks between managing my own business, starting up another part-time job, and, well trying to grind up the ladder. A lot of things have, let's say, gotten us in the way of returning back to the Unlucky Lounge, but we're happy to be here, and we're going to take some inventory of our climb. But, before we do that, a few bits of housekeeping. This episode, as always, is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, B-L-E-A-V dot for shows and content of all types of various kinds and varieties. If you want a way to pass away your day the right way, check out all the shows at believe.com and as always this show is brought to all of you out there via our socials find us on twitter draft and draft Corey, Corey demone and enriquez on instagram and if the show is giving you some joy find us on patreon draft and draft an mtg podcast a dollar or two really helps us keep the lights going here in the unlucky lounge well that's it for all the housekeeping the sorcerer's broom was put back into the conjurer's closet and well borak we are we are Definitely in the middle of a match here. Yeah, Borak, a uh, little, little, little riled, little rattled. We're just getting variance out in a lot of best of ones, and not having a second or third game to play into. Just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. I, I feel lost. I almost feel captured. What is going on? Why is there a tower growing over there? Why does all the strange things happen to us, Borak?
1: Once upon a time, in the strange land of the internet, there was a fair and deep-voiced maiden, a princess named Cory whoa,
0: whoa, wait, what? Princess? Who, me? No, no what? I, I'm not a princess.
1: What's so wrong with being a princess?
0: Uh... I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a princess. I, I, I just think it would be kind of silly for a boy like me to be a princess. I mean, why couldn't I be, like, a dashing prince?
1: You don't strike me as a dashing prince. Oh. Princess Cory was sad at his poor record and his inability to climb the ranks in Best of One Limited on Arena.
0: Oh, oh! This is this is my part of the story. Oh, <clears throat> oh! Woe is me! I cannot seem to get out of platinum. It it makes me feel sad and aloof and
1: something else. Um. Yes. You are the princess in this story, are you not?
0: Yes, I I am the princess that which is why I was being dramatic and 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 bold and regal.
1: I wouldn't say you were being, well, any of those things, honestly. Chin up, oh. back straight. Posture oh. is important. Uh, uh, now, breathe in and out. Try again with calm, grace thoughts, with honor, Regality and integrity
0: Hey, I I'm not doing very well in arena uh, the, the ladder is not climbing.
1: I am not doing what I should be doing. Why? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Are you the princess of the Bronx?
0: I, I they're, they're very regal people. <laughs> I went to me. Mean.
1: Oh heavens no. I do not want to repeat myself honor and integrity Grace and poise. Again.
0: Uh, alack! Alack! I am doing poorly in arena. My gems are dwindling.
1: Is that what you're looking for?
0: I don't
1: know. You're getting back. Princess Cory's cries of woe are heard far and wide, and they attract the ear of a proud and boisterous knight from the grand plain of Eldrain. <laughs>
0: Borok gets to be the knight of the story? I- I think I could be
1: a grand knight, I mean there's multiple knights in Eldrin anyway, what- Oi. Are you not the princess? Do you not like being the princess?
0: No, I-, I like being the princess.
1: That's good. But why are you not speaking like a princess, acting like a princess? <sighs> Fine. Uh... Lark! My knight has arrived! ...and has come to save me! Man,
0: it's really hard to be a girl,
1: isn't it? Compelled to save the Fair Princess, the good sir knight ventured towards Princess Cori, dedicated to bringing the Fair Princess a more... compelling... draft gameplay.
0: I mean, it's not really hard when you're comparing it to M21 drafting. I mean, come on.
1: Ow, that really hurt! Manners! Oh, it's hard to find a good princess. When the Good Sir Knight arrived to the internet, he found that the path to Princess Cory was being guarded by the great obligatory Corset Dragon. Determined to save his fair princess, the Good Sir Knight leaped into action and engaged in a brutal assault against the generic Corset Dragon.
0: Princess usually do when people are fighting over you and you really don't want them to.
1: Oh, um, I just tend to get a snack. Hmm.
0: It's not a bad idea. I mean, I kind of appreciate what they're doing, but they really don't need to be doing that.
1: Oh. Typically, we just let them tie themselves out. They engage in such displays of toxic masculinity. Huh. With the knight and the dragon. Eventually tired of mansplaining to each other, the dragon flew off out of sheer boredom. And the brave knight brings our fair princess the most fun and engaging of gameplays with Throne of Eldraine.
0: <gasps> Throne of Eldrain is... Finally back! Oh, I can't wait to play it on Arena. And now there's player drafts, so there won't be as many Merfolk Secret
1: Keeper decks out there. Oh, I can't wait! And so our maid queues up a draft.
0: I'm gonna draft all the food token synergies. Trail of Crumbs, here I come. And another draft. Uh, that one was okay. I- Maybe this time
1: I'll try something more aggressive. Mono-red, all right. And with the coffers dwindling and the gems almost run out, another
0: draft. There are so many blue decks out there. Fine, I'll draft a blue deck. Ugh.
1: Well, you know what they say, a broken clock's right twice a day. Yes,
0: oh, this deck was so sweet. Uh- Everyone, you have to see this deck.
1: And with Princess Corey realising she was still all alone in the Tower of Covid, she's realised what arena really is. A distraction from making magic what magic should be. The gathering. Whether you're with your friends down the tavern or hanging out at your local gaming store you're missing some of the most important things that you really have taken for granted. But, you know, if you're really not enjoying a current format,
0: Ooh, what is Kit Remastered?
1: then just wait a bit, because the next format's not too far behind. The end.
0: I haven't really woken up. Well, welcome back all of my unlucky lounge rats. And wow, we went through an entire extra dimensional storytelling area where I turned into a princess. (laughs) Never know what happens on a show like this. But in any case, we're now back here in the unlucky lounge at the feature table. And I have a very special guest joining us. It's uh, one of my friends that I found on Twitter and her name is Lily. Lily, it's great to have you on the show today. Oh, it's wonderful that
1: you invited me. Thank you
0: i i mean we just uh, not only have you on the show but we were privileged enough to have a show within the show i mean what would you think of the little storybook tale that we had
1: oh i think the uh i think the narrator seems great um and the knight seems really cool as well i love that dragon yeah yeah those things were really cool i thought the princess um, was pretty good too yeah i thought um yeah yeah i think uh real potential
0: Oh okay, well I have to agree though. The narrator was amazing, and what I think was really cool is that there were some really interesting points to be made there, and I I really attached to the moral of the story that arena is great. It's a nice side thing, but it is a little bit of a distraction to the real point of the game, and that is the gathering of people and creating mm. a social environment.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think magic without the gathering, if you will, um, just isn't really the same. I play a lot of Magic Online and it's never quite the same feeling as some of the best Magic memories I've ever had of around the table with a group of friends, just ch- shooting the ship, playing a game, and not really thinking about my win-loss record.
0: Absolutely, which is, I think, one of the important parts of the game. And I love that you hit on this, that win-loss record is Mm. not as important especially when you're out and about with people like when i'm on the best of one ladder of arena a loss is such a big game compared to just going to your lgs losing like around you really don't care because hey you got to see some people and you got to pick up some cards and really you just had a good time with the people around you like we lose that value to the events
1: Mm. especially with wins and losses i mean who's keeping track of their paper wins and losses But on magic online or um arena it's always there in front of you and when you start seeing that loss number start overtaking the win number it really makes you feel bad
0: that's an excellent point and especially now that planeswalker points and the dci are dead Mm. like it's just if we're playing like in paper it's like hey let's just like have fun hand wave and not even worry about Mm.
1: it. yeah uh rest in peace planeswalker points Oh,
0: man. I, I actually really enjoyed some of the little things they did with the Planeswalker points. And then whenever you go to, say, a GP and you walk up, you're like, oh, hey, with all your Planeswalker points, you have a free buy. I'm like, mm. great. I love it. I'm going to go get a coffee.
1: That's like, oh, cool. So um, I'm already 1.0 up. Great. I wish you <laughs> told me this so I could get five minutes of extra sleep, but that's cool, too. Oh, no, so it, was, right. it was great, but... um. Uh, You know, hopefully they'll find ways to um, re-incentivize us players.
0: And I I actually did a whole podcast about two weeks ago about what can we do to make Arena better? What can we do to increase the narrative equity, the storytelling investment of each draft? Mm. I'd like to swing it to you. What are some things that you think either MTGO or MTGA can do to make these events feel like they have more stakes that aren't so daggerish like a loss record?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think both having the experience of playing a lot of Magic: The Gathering online, um, which is like Arena's um, brother that they keep in the attic and feed fish heads to, and Arena, which is the um, which is the nice, clean, pristine child that they have now, where they're giving all their love to, Arena really, really needs, in my opinion, more of an eternal format. Uh, Historic is making a great progress, and I really like Historic. The fact Jumpstar just added like 500 new cards to the format is phenomenal. But I still can't play Commander on there.
0: Mm.
1: I can play Brawl, but Brawl is just, it's like Commander but bad. But I think Arena, what it has in strides against Magic the Gathering Online is Arena... Is clean, it looks nice to play, it feels good. It's really, really hard to make mistakes on Arena. It's like <laughs> it's idiot proof, and I need an idiot proof program. Um, I mean, magic I, Gathering Online isn't, um, it isn't without fault. Um, the, cl- the client barely works,
0: yeah. I mean, um, that's fair, and I, hmm. I, I know where you're coming from because I, I mean, I've never had a chance to really play MTGO, I've always been birding my friends, but I've pretty much always been a Mac user and for some reason I can never get the workarounds. And yeah. now that Arena's finally on Mac, I get to dig into virtual magic. And I will say all the points that we talked about, I think are there. And I and you're right, I think historic is evolving and I think this year has seen so much historic. Amiket Remasters mm. coming down the line, which is gonna do something. But how easy would it be for them to just say make historic draw which increases the card yes. pool a little bit. It doesn't necessarily think Scratch the itch that commander players like you and I have, but it, mm. it's at least a step in the right direction.
1: I mean, I face if they said um, you could play historic commander like a 99 card format with a general, mm. um, but only with the historic card pool. There's so much there. You've got crater of BMOF, mm-hmm. like arena players, especially arena players that have only played magic from arena, they've got it so good with their card pool now. Their card pool has so many really interesting cards, and they've even got, even got Jumpstart as well. Like, um, So you can't draft Jumpstart on Mukko. You ha- can only draft it in paper or on Arena.
0: That's a good point. I, I, the people that exclusively started Arena, they finally get to know the feeling of turn four dooly into growing into of Behemoth. I, I, feel, I feel happy for them that they, that they can finally have those experiences.
1: Yeah, I can finally, I um, can finally feel the good parts of magic.
0: Well, while we talked about arena, and I think there's some things they can do, and even though Muxus is running amok for historic at the moment, if I may, <laughs> uh, I, w- I would love to ask you, what are you doing in these times now, where terms like self quarantine and isolation, like how are you keeping the gathering and Magic the Gathering?
1: Uh, that's um actually for me i'm very very fortunate um i have a show on the internet uh called commander in chat where i'll grab people every week um people that you may know i've had um oh gosh who have i had on there? I've had chase at the mana curves i've had mm. emma handy oh, uh, I've, had Ink- I've had inkling customs just had zinaid beckham uh just recorded a stream with a few of um, them who the more british content creators um, including M, uh, Emma Partlow, who, if you've ever seen her tweet, all she talks about is Bogles, which <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the deck she's known for. Uh, I've got Pleasant Kenobi coming on the, sh- on the show soon. That's so great. I've been very fortunate to um, be in the position I am where I can keep the gathering alive. And my LGS is actually open. Uh, they are doing um, masked gameplay all with um they've put tables together so they're bigger tables so everyone's got a two meter distance so
0: that's I'm very
1: I understand how lucky I am though inversely we've we haven't had mystery boosters and jumpstart is delayed in the UK so Hmm.
0: Hmm. well I that that's great and I you know Zenday Beckham she's a friend of the show her Mm -hmm. and uh Galia were on here before so I I love that you mentioned them. Uh but I, I wanna Kind of give you a, some love because I really enjoy watching your journey on Twitter, which is where I found you and mm-hmm. kind of you putting together some of your deck building. Uh, what's the most recent deck that you've put together for Commander on there?
1: Uh, so, my most recent deck I've been talking about on Twitter is Alesha, who smiles at death. Um, mm. If you don't know what she does, um, she's a three mana, three two uh, with first strike because red and two, and when she attacks. Uh, you put, you may pay white or black twice. So you may white, white, black, black, or black, white. Um, and you grab a creature from your graveyard with power two or less and put it into play, tapped and attacking. And there's just so many cool things you can put in that deck. I mean, I'm jamming a lot of goblin effects. So mm-hmm. I've got like a uh, Sling Gang left- Lieutenant and yes. um, Siege Gang Lieutenant and Peshalik Mons you can grab from there. Uh, new The new Krenko. I, I, I say new. It's new to me. It's from Guilds of Ravnica, or one of the other ones. Um, I think it's
0: War of the Spark, but I don't. I, I, yeah, maybe, that.
1: but yeah, um, you can have all those good army in a can style effects, and then just sacrifice your whole board, and then do it all again.
0: Yeah, and yeah,
1: I, she has so many lines, and it's fantastic to play.
0: To me, the best commanders are the ones that are the most flexible, that it's not the mm. same play pattern, that you get something different every time. And Alesha is a great example of that because the things that you get in the yard and the effects that you get to recur create different board states depending on what things are happening in the game. And I really appreciate that you put that deck together.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, um, um, so if people, if people don't know, um, Alesha, who smiles at death, is, the, is one of, if not the only um, transgender Magic the Gathering character. Um, mm-hmm. and it it feels like, um, if you talk to a lot of transgender magic players like myself or others, um, a lot of us are drawn towards aia because it's finally we have some diversity mm-hmm. that it, that's us, like we feel we're actually included in this game.
0: And I think we're in, in a time and I'm not saying like now is the time, it always should have been the time mm. that diversity and inclusion in the game that we play is so very important because I know when I was growing up, being a fan of like domains like magic or Star Wars was in itself something that you could get some ire from in say high school. And I think Mm. we are in a space that we should be celebrating everyone's uh, belief systems, the things that we love and celebrate us as people. And it doesn't matter like kind of where we come from or how we there, everyone should be welcome into the space.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, magic is in that weird point where like Dungeons and Dragons is, or um, miniatures games like Warhammer. Uh, they're now cool. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in when I was in school, um, I was a, I was playing Magic. Then I was playing Yu Gi Oh. Then they were not the cool in thing to do, but uh, now yep, yep. they are. Pop, they are popular culture, they are mainstream. People people know what magic is now without ever seeing the cards because people talk about it. I mean, you've got, um, I think it's Cassius March, I think he's a NFL player or he might be a hockey player. I'm not, uh, who's I'm NFL, not yeah. American, he's NFL, yeah. So, yeah, when you have someone like that essentially giving so much free publicity to the game everyone knows it and it's now the cool in thing you're no longer getting jaded for just doing something you love and that's kind of one of the biggest issues is people are still for other things just uh sniding people for just being themselves or doing something that makes them happy you know despite
0: some arguments that people might have about the amount of like Effective booster fun packs and the collector's boosters, and you know, some of the larger dollar price points that are kind of coming out in a year or two, which isn't unfounded. I think the game is in a renaissance, and since we are in this moment where it's gained such a wide reach it's important for us to meet this renaissance with the kind of space and culture that we want to introduce people that are just learning it to in Mm. a healthy way so we can continue to let this game grow and let it grow because of the spaces that we create
1: oh 100 definitely Um, i think with the growth of magic magic has I, i believe magic in this last year has sold better than it ever has and I think that is very much in part due to sets like War of the Spark, which included dozens of new cards in pretty much every format, got massively shaken up by War of the Spark. Modern Horizons gave us finally new powerful cards to play in Eternal formats. And it turns out all these cards are good in Commander as well. Throne of Eldraine being probably the most interesting Magic the Gathering set that personally for me i've ever seen since innistrad um and all of these new sets all of these new worlds and new images that people will see for promotion or what have you will bring them into the game and with the amount of new people we're getting into the game people need to understand that when you're sitting down across from a player whether it's someone you know or someone you've barely met they're a human and they would. They deserve to be treated, however you think you deserve to be treated.
0: Yeah, uh, and I agree. And I, I would love to just elaborate on that and ask the question: What are things that people can do, like tangible things? What are actions we can do to welcome people and keep it a healthy space? I I always know that I treat people with respect, whoever I sit across from, but. Mm. I would say that you know the newest wave of the Me Too movements, the Black Lives Matters movements, being from Minnesota and being in the heat of everything that happened, mm. I have to come to the fact that I, though I think that I've done everything right and welcoming and being reasonable to everyone, I can't pretend that maybe I've done something wrong. So I would love to know what are things that maybe I could do in an LGS or a large event to make sure that everyone is welcome.
1: Wonderful, Um. so there's a lot of things you can do. Um... I'm gonna kind of use the royal you here, and in terms of the royal you, it's for the average white cisgender binary man. Of course, yeah, that's, that's what um, I identify myself as. Yeah, um, for, so for that royal average, uh, there's a lot you can do. Um, of course, the simplest thing, and luckily all of these are free, um, <laughs> is politeness is so important. Uh, a lot of people, myself very much included, um are put off by rude what we in britain would call laddish behavior um it's off-putting talking talking about oh i really like tits it's mm. it's just not it's definitely not something i want in my lgs um if you see action like that if you see people with those disgusting uh almost adult images on card sleeves or the, the most famous one people know is that Steve Argyle mm. Chandra Liliana Playmat if you see shit like that shut it down because i speaking as a transgender woman if i see if i say something like that people will only people tend to listen to me mostly because they know me but the up to the unknown um if i've got kind of no one else backing me up no one else also saying yeah that is wrong then it seemed it's felt like oh you're just being a social justice warrior or oh you're just being a snowflake so i think that's a very big thing people can do is just don't let shit slide with people um whenever i sit down to a game of magic with someone i've never met i ask what is your name what are your pronouns hmm. really something simple you can ask just so because you because you don't know who they are yet and i also tend to kind of make some kind of like ice breaking discussion talk about what got them into magic how long they've been playing because i i personally feel if someone says all that to me i feel way more open to talk to them and after the game i'll then be like oh can i have a look at your binder all of this really helps to make us feel included um, and other than that, there's some more tangible things you can do that while I may not be free in this case. Um, charity donations, there's a lot of charities that very much need the money. Um, a lot of Black Lives Matter movement charities still need the money. The Trevor Project is a fantastic charity, it has its mermaid's gender and Intel... Oh god, Intel Gender. I think? No, oh, Gender Intel. There we go, my brain just doesn't work, it is late. Um, there's a lot of things <laughs> you can do and if I've not listed it, it doesn't mean these are the only things um, I don't kind of speak as the one true trans messiah, I am just speaking from my own personal experience um, I used to work in LGS and um, I'm a level one judge, so I see a lot of this
0: Well, I, after what you said there, I mean, there's things that I know that I can certainly take away, and I love the fact that you you know, said to have a conversation about pronouns. You know, even if I am mm. a cisgender male, I should still say I am a, a he slash him. And yes. that's that's important, and I appreciate that. And I, I also think perhaps the most important thing that I'm taking away from your really eloquent statement is if you see something that's going on, you should say something. Yes. You should because uh, being in that culture, being from rural small areas that are very inclusive, and in, you know country based states some of these things have not touched it and it's important for us to look at others behavior and help create the space if you see things that are a bit churlish
1: yes um i think one of the most important things as well is if you see something that makes you uncomfortable seeing it um but you're seeing it third you're seeing it like second hand watching like another game where it's happening try and imagine how bad the person on the receiving end is feeling then Mm.
0: yeah and i i think this is a lot of good things that i'm definitely gonna take away so Mm. i really appreciate uh your perspective and your your thoughts and i I would just love to uh end off with asking people to really figure out the space that you would like to have and figure out what are ways you can do to help create that space Mm -hmm. uh so lily thank you so much for joining us here in the unlucky lounge and could you uh tell all of my unlucky lounge rats where they can find your show where they can find you on social media
1: yeah of course um so my name is lily uh you can find me in all manner of different places Uh, i tend to be on twitch at princess lily chan it's my kind of old moniker um so you can find me on twitch there i tend to stream once to twice a week and i alternate between streaming my show commander and chat Uh, with episode six, hopefully next week. Uh, Though I don't know when this will be going live, so that could be really unhelpful. But, you know, there's probably an episode next week. Um, (laughs) And on alternating weeks, the other week, I do what I call Commander Time, or Commander Action, where I will just be playing Magic on Magic the Gathering online. I'm playing Commander, because I kind of only do Commander content creation, um, with kind of just open lobbies. So if you do play Magic the Gathering online, Jump in for a game. I'm always happy to play with new people. Um, I've built a small but incredibly strong and fun to be around community from this. Um, so, yeah, you can find me on Twitch. You can find me on Twitter, where you will see decks I'm building in paper I've started playing paper magic again. And that's Princess Lily MTG. Uh, and that's also my YouTube channel, where I upload the VODs from Commander in Chat uh they're the kind of only place i really am um and yeah if you from anything you have heard me say in this podcast um if you have any questions or any queries or just want to reach out to someone uh my dms are always open on twitter um so if you have questions feel free to ask them and do
0: uh, find her out on YouTube and on Twitter, all my lucky lounge rats. I really enjoy watching your journey of these decks evolving. And I think that you bring such a great, uh, resonant points. I think everyone can, uh, relate to. So thank you so much for your time. I hope to maybe you, I can catch you in a game of Commander at some point. Cause I do love, uh, some hundred card singleton format. I'll tell you oh, what.
1: 100%. Um, I'm getting my paper magic webcam thing set up soon so if you play paper magic we can play there if you're mutgo we can play there
0: yeah and i i got my paper magic set up i've got literally a cutout cardboard box with a bunch of gaff tape uh getting (laughs) like (laughs) this is this is how we make it work you know that's how we make paper magic work in this time so oh i mean
1: i plan on just blue tacking my um camera to my computer so trust me there's always more budget than you have
0: (laughs) i think that'll work (laughs) quite well so thank you so much for joining us and Hey, you know the bar's still open here in the Unlucky Lounge. You wanna go grab another drink? Uh sure, I'll put it on your tab. <laughs> of course. Well, my Unlucky Lounge Rats, that brings us to the end of another episode of Draft and Draft. Once more, a big thank you to Princess Lily MTG. I really appreciated her joining us on this show and getting a chance to talk about how we can make the game more accessible for everyone and talk about how we can keep the social and the gathering in magic the gathering so find her on twitter at princess and look up commander in chat and for those of you listening in for the first time welcome I hope you tune in for future episodes as we put them out when we have those opportunities to create something that has a good storytelling element to it, as well as having some fun, enjoyable magic content. Well, it looks like I found the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of another episode of Draft and Draft. My name is Corey, alongside Borak. That's right, buddy. You were a knight. And go out there